On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb and taking the spices they'd prepared, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. It was rolled away. And when they went, they did not find the body of Jesus, and they were perplexed about this. Nobody expected the body to be gone. Guys, the miracle was not in the death of Jesus. That was projected by, like, circumstances. It was obvious to see coming. The miracle is in the resurrection of Jesus. Nobody expected the grave to be empty. It's not miraculous that Jesus found himself hanging on a cross. It's miraculous that God had become man. That's offensive. The creator of the world becoming a human. That's offensive. It's not miraculous that Peter denied Jesus three times when put in this high-pressure situation. Jesus denied or Peter denied Jesus and was like, I don't know him. That's not surprising. That's not miraculous. It's miraculous that Jesus, who is God, all-powerful in that situation, did not resist death, but let it come. It's not miraculous that Jesus was laid in a tomb and his following was defeated. It is miraculous that Jesus rose from the dead and he changed the world. Changed the entire world world. So what happens when an enemy's greatest weapon is defeated? What happens when you've got a moment where, where you've got a, an opposing force and they've got this crazy weapon, this great knight, this Goliath, as you will? What happens when the greatest enemy of, or the greatest weapon of an enemy is defeated? Well, the other side becomes victorious. The other side becomes victorious. The greatest enemy ever presented to humanity is death. That's the weapon. The weapon of, the, of, of our enemy is death. And when Jesus comes alive again, shockingly, shockingly, he overcomes death. Jesus becomes the king of that is unlike every other king because Jesus doesn't demand that, his, that the subjects follow him. Jesus is not forceful. He is not rude. He is the king of love, the Lord of life, and he is the word of light. He gives us all the option of following him. We could submit to his rule of love, light, and love. Or we can try to rule love light, and love ourselves. We can try to be the ruler of life. But death seems to be inevitable. Jesus claims to be the ruler of life, and death has no hold on him. See, the central fact of the resurrection was that it happened, but it was unexpected. The disciples even thought it was an idle tale. They had no clue that it was coming. And so they only would believe it when they saw it. It took Thomas doubted, but Peter had to see it even before he believed. And then he marveled. The resurrection, the disciples didn't expect it. The world didn't know what to do with it. And society has since been changed by it. 
Even our stories are changed by it. How many times when you study English literature or any other form of literature you see, you see a death and resurrection motif happening? That's because of Jesus. That's in our literature because of Jesus 2,000 years ago, changed society. Acts 2.36 says, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made Jesus both Lord, that's Caesar's title, and Messiah, that's a Jewish title of the ruler, this Jesus who you crucified. God has done this. And so the central claim of Christianity, faith in Jesus who God rose from the dead, the unexpected but the real, the unexpected, but the real. So 2,000 years after this event, we sit in Bradford, we sing some songs, we, we, we cry our hearts out to this God because he's a man who lived and did great things. He upset powerful people and he taught great lessons and he started the beginning of a revolution, was stopped and he was killed. And that was Good Friday. And it looked like everything was defeated, but on Sunday he defeated his greatest enemy, which is death. On Sunday, he defeated death, and it changed everything. So, my question today is, Jesus is now a king of love. He is the Lord of life. He is the word of light. So, will you give your all to follow that? Will you, a person who says, oh, it's about, life is about love and it's about life and it's about the good things, will you give your life to follow the one who has proven that he is about those things? Will you give your life to follow that? Or will you try to become the king of love yourself and muster it up yourself and make it happen? I'm just going to love and love and love and not contribute to any of the darkness in the world. I'm just going to be the king of love myself. Or will you allow Jesus, who actually did it, to be that for you? To give you the strength to change you? Today might seem like an idle tale. Because really, resurrection from the dead kind of grates on the way we think about life I haven't ever met anybody who rised from the dead and we're in a society of technological advances. But if it's true, if I can believe in any form of spirituality, if I can believe that there is a greater power out there, can I not believe that that greater power might love us so much that he would do something that would overcome death? Can I believe in that miracle? If it's the only miracle I believe in, I bet you it's the best investment that you can make because the king of love Lord of life and the word of light came and rose again. And that is the story. That's what we get excited about. See, God brought all humanity to himself by becoming human. God brought all humanity to himself by becoming human, guys. This is unbelievable. And so today, we worship God for that. We need to prepare our hearts for the return of Jesus. We need to prepare our families for the return of Jesus. And we prepare our neighborhoods for the return of Jesus. Where God lives with us as the King of love, the Lord of life. 
and the word of light. He lives with us. And he says, yeah, now I'm going to make it right. All those things that have been wrong, he is going to make right. So will you put your trust in Jesus today? If you've been coming here every week, my question to you is, will you put your trust in Jesus today? Will you prepare your heart and your families and your neighbors for the return of Jesus? If today's your first day, will you put your trust in Jesus today? Will you prepare your heart and your families and your love, your life, for the return of Jesus? I'm going to close in prayer, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Victoria to come up and explain how this Easter egg hunt is going to happen, and I'm really excited about it. But let me pray. Lord Jesus, you are the author of life, and you are the fixer of life. You are the king who comes, who fixes all that is wrong. You are the one who has destroyed and overcome death, (laughs) and you were victorious over it. And so 2,000 years, every year since then, we just repeat the same excited understanding that you did something that was truly miraculous. You rose from the dead. And so Jesus, today, in a moment of decision, I pray for people who who need to consider their hearts before we do an Easter egg hunt. They need to consider their hearts and they say, where do I get the source of love from? Do I muster it for myself? Do I muster it from myself or or do I make it Submit to Jesus. And so, Jesus, I pray that you, that you would do work in our heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.